Hello all and welcome all to another edition of the DFS Today podcast, NFL edition, presented by SportsEthos.com. I am your host, Mike LaFemina, and today we will be going over the Week 11 main slate, going position by position, going over some cash game options, and some tournament plays as well. Unfortunately, my co-pilot, Keith Cork, is not available to join me tonight, so I will be riding solo. So let's not waste too much time and get right into things. Some overall thoughts on the slate. It's a little tricky and a little... um. What's the word I'm looking for here? Not, there isn't a lot that excites me. Um, it's gonna, it's definitely a little bit of a harder puzzle to put together just because we have some weird matchups and, of course, having Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, and Patrick Mahomes, all not on the main slate, as well as Josh Allen having as tough as a matchup as he could get facing the Jets defense. Leaves you with a lot of weird spots. Like two is a little too expensive for cash games. Diving right into quarterbacks here. He's at 7,700. Herbert just behind him at 7,600. If you wanted to spend up this week, I think my preference would be Dak Prescott, but that would be more of a tournament play just because of the price tag and not a ton of value on the board elsewhere. I'm going to be going back to my roots and spending down for quarterback for cash games this week, but I do think Dak Prescott going against Carolina makes for a very intriguing tournament option. He treated me well last week, and I plan on going back to that. The field just doesn't want to ever play Prescott. I I think he's going to be lower owned again. I think people are going to be drawn to the lower uh, pricing options like a Kyler Murray, like a Brock Purdy, like a like a Geno Smith, even uh, going against the Rams. Sam Howell will get some love. Jared Goff will get some love. And there's only so much ownership to go around. And it doesn't appear that Dak Prescott is going to be one of those guys that's going to be getting that love, and I just don't understand why the Cowboys, ever since they've come out of their bye, have been throwing, 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 and throwing some more. This Carolina defense is not all that great to begin with. They are down a little bit with some injuries this week. Dak Prescott thrives in games where the Cowboys are big favorites like they are this week with the spread hovering around that 10, 10 and a half mark. I just think Dak, who has been running a little bit too, 
just makes a ton of sense in tournaments. Uh, as well as C.J. Stroud right below him at 7,000. But I do think Stroud gets more ownership than Prescott for what's that for whatever that's worth. I touched on it a little bit as far as guys who are getting some love, but rightfully so. Kyler Murray and Brock Purdy at 6,100 and at 5,800 for Purdy. We saw the return of Kyler Murray last week and pretty good results. We saw him run the ball without any concerns coming off the ACL injury going against this Houston defense that is not elite. It's not the best matchup, but it's not elite. And Kyler having some reasonably reasonably priced weapons in Trey McBride and Marquise Brown to go along with him. So I do think you will not be sneaking up on anybody or, you know, being very different going with a Arizona stack this week. For cash games, I think I will just take the extra 300 and get down to Brock Purdy. The Tampa defense has shown that you can pass the ball on them. Uh, Obviously, with C.J. Stroud a couple weeks ago, um, and just this San Francisco offense, when they are fully healthy, is one of the best in the league. And Brock Purdy only being 5,800, uh, I have him projecting just as well as Kyler Murray, just as well as Jared Goff, just as well as C.J. Stroud, better than Justin Herbert. So I think Purdy is going to be the play at quarterback for me. Some spend down options for tournaments. Um, there isn't a ton that I really am interested in. If you wanted to take a shot on DTR for the rushing upside, I guess, but that's not really something I'm interested, even though he's only 4,500. If you want to go down the Jordan Love route, Going against the Chargers, like if he's ever going to have a rebound game, this would be the one. I just, I've burned so much money trying to wish cast Jordan Love being a thing. Hitting Christian Watson deep down the field. And I don't think it's coming, but I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to take a shot in a large field tournament with Jordan Love going against this Chargers defense. Moving on to running back. Look, obviously the top play on the board is the most expensive play on the board, which is Christian McCaffrey. Even though he didn't get into the end zone last week, he still got 20 DraftKings points. The role is elite. The talent is elite. Do you run the ball great on Tampa Bay? No. Do I care? No, it's Christian McCaffrey. Don't overthink it. In a slate where there is not a ton to spend your money on otherwise, right? Um, Realistically, especially in a 
cash game scenario, the only other spend-up option that you could consider is Tyreek Hill going against Las Vegas. But he did pop up on the injury report today with a foot. I don't think he's going to be miss. I don't think he's going to miss or be limited. But late week additions to the injury report are always a little concerning. So just that, I mean, we're splitting hairs between these two. So just that slight edge of the possibility of an injury to Tyreek Hill not being 100%. Look, the matchup's awesome. I'm not going to tell you not to play it, but if I'm giving a choice between the two, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey for me. Other spend-up options that you could consider this week, uh, I think it's a good bounce-box spot for Travis Etienne after Jacksonville and company got their doors blown off by San Francisco last week. Tennessee against the run was a narrative we were leading into against uh, earlier in the year not to play your running backs against Tennessee, but that has lapsed as the season has gone on. The price on ETN has dropped down to 7,200. He has one of the, if not the best, probably the second best role in the league behind Christian McCaffrey. He's got nobody behind him. Tank Bigsby has just not stepped up to take away any carries from ETN. To Ernest Johnson is not something that I think the coaching staff is willing to go too crazy with. ETN has been earning targets this year, as we always had hoped. It just never came to fruition until this season. So at 7,200, Travis ETN certainly has my attention. And then, of course... Austin Eckler going against Green Bay at 8,600. More of a tournament play for me, but the upside is there. The role, again, is there. He does lose a little bit of work to Josh Kelly here and there, but the receiving work is elite for Austin Eckler. Going down the board a bit, I think... Josh Jacobs is certainly viable at 6,800. Talk about volume and roles. His his top five in the league. Again, nobody behind him to take carries away from him. The matchup isn't great. You know, I expect Vegas to be trailing in this game, but I that doesn't mean Jacobs is going to be off the field. You, he may see less rushing work, but I still think he earns enough targets that he would be a viable option at 6,800 for cash games and tournaments. I'm probably staying away from the Miami running backs on the opposite side in cash games. If you wanted to go to one of them in tournaments, look, uh, probably HN for me. Just given the humongous, humongous efficiency and upside we have seen from him when he does play, I think he is good to go coming off of the IR with the knee issue. 
the matchup is pretty good going against the Vegas Raiders. We have seen Miami get, you know, put teams away with the running game. So Devon Achan at 6,600 is an interesting GPP play for me. The Detroit guys certainly are interesting. Um, Gibbs priced all the way up to 7,000 with Montgomery down at 6,500. I think Gibbs is going to be the more owned play because people are going to see that he signif- he got more touches, got a couple goal line work. Uh, Montgomery saved his day last week with that large 65 or 75-yard touchdown run to once again save the day. I don't I think it'll be closer than that moving forward, but it's definitely something to monitor. The matchup's great against Chicago, but it's not something I can trust in a cash game. Cash game, I'm looking for safe rolls, safe floor, high upside. They certainly both have high upside and pretty good floors. Um it's just for the price you are paying, it's tough for me to decipher who. Maybe they both go off. Maybe the, maybe the answer is both. But for cash games, I don't think it's something I'm willing to pay up and find out. But certainly both tournament viable if you want to go that way. Brees Hall is pretty interesting at 6,400. Obviously, we have concerns about Zach Wilson. Uh, but Buffalo's defense has just seen a poo-poo platter of injuries. That's really killing them. They've been getting gashed in the run as of late. So that could be a way for the Jets to remain competitive in this game. We saw Brees Hall break off a few big plays in their week one matchup against the Bills when he didn't have the same workload that he does now and didn't look as good physically as he does some 10 weeks later now. It's pretty jarring to see Derrick Henry down at $6,300 when he used to be priced in the nine, eight to $9,000 range pretty consistently, but I'm, I can't go there. Aaron Jones just below him at 6,200 is something I am considering in both cash games and tournaments going against the sieve that is the Chargers defense. It's Aaron Jones time. It's the best way that they can get their offense going. He's their best offensive player. We have seen a good amount of A.J. Dillon mixing in, which gives me some pause, but Look, uh, not enough to deter me from going to Aaron Jones. I think 6200 is a pretty fair price and something I am interested in. Devin Singletary gets a nice price increase up to $5,300. And, you know, if he's going to get 30 carries again, I'm interested. Obviously, you probably won't get that much, but the point is Damian Pierce is out. And I don't think the Texans coaching staff trusts anybody behind him. His first matchup 
where he got the bulk of the carries was a tough matchup against uh was that when they played Tennessee he struggled a little bit and uh CJ Stroud went absolutely nuclear in that game with five nearly 500 yards and five passing touchdowns so or that was Tampa Bay excuse me Tampa Bay so obviously that led to a bit of a struggle but last week Singletary was able to get into the box and run for over 150 yards so Singletary going against Houston at 5300 I think is a cash game lock for me um, we'll just be deciding between McCaffrey and ETN for the top spots at the running back position for me. Moving along to wide receiver. Already touched on Tyreek Hill a little bit. CeeDee Lamb just below him at 9,200. He's been an absolute monster the past month or so, and I do expect that to continue. And he is just not getting the ownership again. I don't get it. I'm not going to Tony Pollard in cash. I'm just not doing it. Um, even though the price tag is attractive, that's uh, where is he? $6,600. They just. I know he's gotten close with a couple touchdowns the past couple weeks, had a couple carries inside the goal line last week, had a touchdown called back due to a penalty against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. But even if he did score in those spots, it's it still would have been a rough day. You know, they've they've made a commitment to throwing the ball and throwing the ball a lot, and I'm going to keep riding the Dak CD combo until the wheels fall off. And I see no reason why it would going to Carolina this week. Uh, Steph Diggs, I'm not super interested in. He's more of a stay away for me going against Sauce Gardner and this Jets defense. Not that it, you know, I expect Diggs to get shut down. It's just he's got a lower floor this week than his counterparts priced around him, right? It's not so much that I think Diggs will be bad. You have to look at who he's priced around. Keenan Allen right below him at 9,000. A couple hundred below him. Amon Ross St. Brown at 8,800 going against Chicago. Right above him, CeeDee Lamb at 9,200. A couple hundred dollars more. Tyreek Hill, 9,300. There's just a plethora of other options to go to that I don't think it's really necessary to go to Diggs. Now, if you want to be super contrarian, nobody is going to be playing this Bills offense, especially coming off their struggles as of late. Everybody's ready to bury the Bills and call them dead. So if you think that you have a beat on this and that Buffalo's going to come out guns blazing and absolutely light up the Jets, you're going to get fantastic ownership and you should be ecstatic to be getting in your money with such low ownership on a Allen Diggs stack on a main slate that features no Patrick Mahomes, no Jalen Hurts, no Lamar Jackson, and no Joe Burrow. So 
Not for me, but I understand if that idea appeals to you. Uh, Amon Rossi Brown is going to be hard to pass up for me. His role is elite. His floor is elite. The matchup is elite. There's, I just, I can't say enough about Amon Rossi Brown. So, 8,800 is a little steep because um, he's not the biggest touchdown earner. But he did get into the box last week. And, you know, 10 for 150 and a score is certainly in his repertoire. And I think that he could be in line for another huge week this week. Dropping down a little bit further in the mid-range here, uh, Cooper Cup is pretty interesting at 8,100 if you believe Matthew Stafford is back to full health going against this Seattle secondary, which has struggled from time to time. Devontae Adams just below him at 7,900 uh, is probably a pass for me. Going down into the 6,000 range or so, Garrett Wilson if is fine. Like, he's more of a tournament play for me. I'm not trusting him in cash. Just I don't think the ceiling is there for him. He's awesome. I wish he had a different quarterback throwing him the ball. I mentioned this Buffalo defense is certainly struggling. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. And if he buries me, he buries me. I tip my cap and I move on the next week. Uh, but if you want to go to him in tournaments, you know, I understand. I I just mentioned I have concerns about the ceiling. And I have concerns about the floor. So the matchup is juicy. I don't know if I can go there, though. I think Debo Samuel is a very interesting tournament play at 6,300. I already talked about. What a good spot this is for Brock Purdy. The Tampa Bay Bucks play a lot of zone defense. Debo smashes zone defenses compared to when he goes against teams that play man-to-man. The Jaguars are another team that plays a lot of zone defense. And the 49ers smashed the Jaguars last week. Now, it's not always that easy, that simple of a correlation, but I think it's definitely a feather in the cap of Debo Samuel this week. Tournament only, tournament only. The 49ers pass catchers are all tournament only options. I think they all make good tournament options, If especially for a Purdy stack. You can even include Christian McCaffrey in that. But it's tough sometimes to pick which one is going to go off. Now, they all three of them certainly had good games last week. But to trust any of them in a cash game scenario when all of them are healthy, all three of them being Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle, it's just not something I can do. Going down the board a little further, 
Tank Dell is certainly interesting at 5,900 once again. Uh, Nico Collins is back for this game, so uh, probably a reduced amount of volume, but even when Nico Collins has been active, Tank Dell has certainly seen his fair share of work. And it's an it's an easy price tag to fit in at 5,900. Christian Kirk right above him at 6,000 is certainly interesting. I mentioned I think it may be a bounce-back game for Jacksonville. If I don't go ETN, I will certainly be considering Christian Kirk at $6,000. Some value options. I mean, Marquise Brown is still too cheap. I know he only got, I believe it was one catch last week. Pretty frustrating. He burned me, but I have no problem going back right back to him. There was definitely a connection between him and Kyler Murray last year, and I don't think that magically went away because Trey McBride is playing well at the tight end position. And I think he could be in, <clears throat> excuse me, line for a healthy workload this week. The $3,000 or $4,000 range, it's pretty tough this week. Uh, not a ton that really sticks out to me. I mentioned Christian Watson for tournaments. If you want to be tilting your ass off watching Jordan Love not hit Christian Watson for the deep ball, Jackson Smith and Jigba has certainly been earning a lot more targets. Tyler Lockett is on the injury report, so that's something we're going to have to monitor. If Lockett, for whatever reason, is ruled out, Jackson Smith and Jigba at 4,300 is certainly a lot more appealing. I think Robert Woods is viable at 3,700. He's uh, a key player in this Houston passing attack even with Nico Collins, even with Noah Brown, even with Tank Dell. I would restrict that to a C.J. Stroud stack only. I would not use him in cash. I would not use him in as a one-off uh, to fill out my tournament lineup. C.J. Stroud stacks only and as a way to get some salary relief and a way to be a little different in a C.J. Stroud stack, but I certainly think he is viable for tournaments. Curtis Samuel at 3,600 is also viable for tournaments, returning as the slot man in Washington, who gets a juicy, 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 juicy matchup against the New York Giants. And we've already beat to death about how many times Sam Howell is throwing the ball. It's an automatic 40 times a game, it seems like this year, sometimes teetering on the edge of 50. And he is certainly earning a considerable amount of targets from Howell in those games. We have seen a rise from Dotson lately. He was, you know, he was flat out been better than Dotson so far this year. So it'll be interesting to see. I would probably limit that to a Howell stack. 
but if you use them as a cheap option at 3600 to fill in your lineup, I think it makes a little more sense as a one-off than Robert Woods. Moving on to the tight end, there isn't a whole lot here. Um, you know, DraftKings is really up the pricing on these guys. With George Kittle being the most expensive at 6400 that's a no thank you for me. Sam Laporta at 5800 is eh. Schultz at 5000 you could argue is probably still too cheap. Kincaid at 4900 I mean, you're just going to have to pay 4000 for these guys now. Trey McBride is up to 4400 Evan Ingram is 4300 Cole Komet is 4100 uh, Too bad for Njoku about Deshaun Watson with DTR. Getting the start at quarterback, I don't think that's somewhere I'm looking to go to. Uh, going down, you know, if you want to take another chance on Chig at 3,200 for Tennessee or Darnold Parham at 31, that's, I mean, that's who we're talking about here as far as cheap tight ends go these days. Uh, in playing San Francisco at 3,400, no thank you. Higby at 3,300, no thank you. You know, gone are the days of getting these other guys like uh, Jake Ferguson, uh, Trey McBride, and Evan Ingram. Uh, Evan Ingram was never really in the low 3K range, but your Cole Komets, you know, DraftKings has adjusted accordingly. And, you know, I don't like spending that much on tight end, but it seems to be a necessary evil this week. Um, it, I've played around with a couple optimal as in the optimizer as well, and it's spitting out double tight ends. That's not something I'm really interested in getting myself involved in. So, you know, I'll do it for tournaments. I did last week. I may do it again this week since there isn't a ton of value to go to, but for a cash game scenario, uh, it's not something I am particularly interested in. So my favorites of that group would be Trey McBride at 4,400. I understand if you go Marquise Brown and you don't want to play Trey McBride, that's kind of what happened to me last week in cash games. And McBride went off and Brown stunk. So I went with Evan Ingram and he stunk. Uh, but I, I anticipate a bounce back in a more throw-heavy environment for Jacksonville against Tennessee. So I'm okay with going to Evan Ingram at 4,300. Or even Cole Komet at 4,100. Uh, all three of those guys are perfectly viable options for cash games. If you want to go Ferguson, no one's going to play him. So part of that Dak stack with CD Lamb. I mean, I love it. I can't believe that no one wants to play them this week. Switching to defense, rounding out the positions. Uh, this is pretty... 
pretty good pricing. There's no one crazy outlier price. Cowboys are down to 4100 uh, going against Carolina. You know, I'm not paying that price tag in cash, but in tournaments, they make a lot of sense, I think. The Bills at 4000 I just have been talking about how they've been decimated by injuries, but it is Zach Wilson. So, you know, there's there's always some merit going there. 49ers and Lions are also at the top of the board at 39 and 3,800, respectively. I think most of the field will go to the Commanders at 3,600, playing Tommy DeVito and the Giants. For obvious reasons, I don't need to hammer that point home. Uh, You know, that's probably where I'll be going for cash games, but tournaments, I am more than okay fading that. it's one thing when it's the Cowboys or the 49ers who are the chalk defense, especially in tournaments. But, you know, the commanders getting nearly 25 to 30% ownership. Give me a break. I'm not playing that in a tournament. You couldn't pay me to. Um, if you guys have been listening as the year goes on, you know that I think, you know, my thoughts on defense, it is completely volatile, and there's no chance that you're going to catch me playing a $3,600 commander's defense in a tournament scenario going down. like So who would I pivot to then if, if I don't want to play them? I think Jacksonville is certainly viable at 3400 Yes, they got curb stomped by the 49ers last week. But, uh, you know, I think the cachet of Will Levis may be starting to run out. We saw the Titans struggle mightily on offense last week. Jacksonville is a good defense. It didn't really show last week, but they have improved. They can get after the quarterback going against a rookie in the division. Jaguars make sense at 3,400 to me. The Dolphins at 3,200 going against Aiden O'Connell in this Vegas offense makes a lot of sense. I think if you wanted to play the Texans, it's not crazy at $3,000 going against Arizona. Um, you know, they looked a little fresh last week, but could that be a one-off of Everybody's hyped to have Kyler Murray back, and now they crash back down into reality this week. Uh, And then going all the way down, you know, the Panthers, no thank you. The Packers, no thank you. The Bears, no thank you. The Raiders, no interest there for me. The Jets, the Jets aren't crazy for tournaments if, you know, I know it's scary putting your defense against Josh Allen, but Josh Allen throws a pick every game. (laughs) Uh, You know, I don't know if he will keep that up. Obviously, that's a silly kind of narrative to chase for a defense, but the Jets' defense is legit, man. That's why the record is what it is this year. So, you know, Buffalo's obviously turnover prone. Josh Allen does like to hang on to the ball and, He's not afraid to take a sack here and there. You know, do I see Buffalo putting up like a 30 or 40 piece on the Jets? I don't. 
I don't. So the Jets at 2,600 is interesting. Uh, the Rams going against Seattle at 2,800. You could yeah, you could do worse. You could do worse. Um, I think that's pretty much it for defenses that I'd be interested in. So yeah, those are those are some interesting tournament options we've gone over. We've gone over some cash game options, some game in real quick before we get out of here. Some game environments for tournaments that I think are interesting is the Cardinals and Texans. Um, both play at a pretty good pace. Both have some value options. So I think that game makes a lot of sense to attack in GPPs. I think Chicago and Detroit makes a lot of sense, especially with Justin Fields returning this week. He always has a high ceiling for tournaments. Goff. You know, what's the he's been awesome this season. You get two you get lots of options to pick from in that game. Cole Komet, Sam Laporta, Amon Rossi Brown, uh Detroit running backs, DJ Moore. So I don't see that game getting a little out of control with ownership either. And then uh Miami and Vegas is certainly an option, I think Miami, you know, could lay the smackdown on the Raiders this week. And the two of double stacks are some of the best money makers in DFS on the NFL side. That should do it this week on the pod. Look ahead. For week 11, be on the lookout for my DFS delivery where I go over some of my favorite plays in a little more detail. For this main slate, I will give a cash game roster construction as well as some value plays. Always be Looking for more additional information in the Discord as well if you are a DFS Pass subscriber. And then we will follow it up on Monday night with the Cash Game Review Podcast. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at MLafem10. Always happy to answer questions on there as well. Thank you guys for tuning in, and until next time, let's roll.